Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yandian. Today we're going to talk about a hero from the Word of God which so typifies the church. His name is Enoch. And just as Enoch was translated out of this world before destruction came, so will the church be taken out of this earth before the destruction comes and the tribulation and the days are coming so rapidly. Let's go to the Word of God and be encouraged together. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and something to take notes with and study the Word of God with Pastor Bob Yandian. Hello, welcome again to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. Great to have you here today. If you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. We're glad to have you. If you're here for the 10th time, glad you're back. And if you've been watching for a long, long time, in fact, I get letters, I get notes, I get praise reports from people that have been watching you for almost two years. Well, thank you. I mean, that's great. I think after two years, you're not tired of me. Well, you know, thanks again for just being so faithful to watch and listen to the Word of God. And so for those of you watching for the first time today, I am a pastor. I stepped down from my church a number of years ago, but I still consider the name pastor to be there. Uh, some of my former parishioners say, do we still call you pastor? I said, well, former presidents are still called president. And I think I'll have that title. Even into heaven, I'm sure Jesus might greet me at the front gate, say, hi, Pastor Bob. And so I don't know, we'll see. But in the meantime, I'm sticking with it while I'm here on earth. And that's how I come to you with at least these credentials is, uh, you know, I taught taught in Bible schools. I still teach in Bible schools, but I pastored for 33 years. And uh, just this is the way I did it in church. I treated my congregation as if they were Bible school students and told them you're gonna walk out of here a lot smarter than when you came in and we're just gonna take the word of God. The main thing I do is open up the word of God, show you what it says and let it speak for itself. I might throw a few stories in there, but it's not my stories that make it. I'm telling you how I applied this to my life. You can apply it to your life. And so this, again, is the importance of it. And that way, if there's, you know, 5,000 people watching this broadcast right now, this scripture can come out 5,000 different ways because the Holy Spirit can separate it that way. That's the power of letting the word of God speak for itself. You don't have to try to interpret everything there. You can just let it, just present it and the Holy Spirit can do the work. The word of God is alive and powerful. If you'd like to become a partner with me, as many of those that are watching are, this is brought to you again by God the Father, it's also brought to you by me and the call that's on my life. It's brought to you by those who partnered with me, give and faithfully pray for this broadcast all the time. Go to my website, bobyandian.com. You'll find a place there where you can become a partner with me. And I thank you and ahead of time for you joining this great group of people. We're gonna talk today about the life of Enoch. The series that we're offering is the Heroes of Faith. And the heroes of faith are Hebrews chapter 11. And so Enoch is mentioned in there and mentioned a number of times in the New Testament. In fact, more than in the Old Testament. He's just mentioned a few times in the Old Testament, but all of a sudden he becomes such a catalyst for end times. And that's where we'll talk about today, what Enoch saw, what Enoch experienced. And we'll be bringing that out from the word of God. Turn with me, if you would, to Genesis chapter four. And uh, while you're finding that again, I just want to emphasize to you that Enoch has found his way into the Hall of Fame in Hebrews chapter 11. So he's one of those that stand out. And the Old Testament pulls out. So there's some that are really kind of exciting when they pull him out. You're like, why would he pull him out? Samson was gets me. Talk about a life of carnality, but turned it around at the last minute before he died. Well, that's him. But you know, again, Samson was one of those. He still mentions a hero of faith. So I don't understand, but apparently he was that important for God to take these 
ones that really speak to us and bring them out by name in the New Testament. I think there were many other heroes of faith, but God mentioned the most important ones to him. And one of them is Enoch. Let's talk about Enoch. And here's the point what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna jump from uh, chapter four and verse 17 of this chapter of Genesis. Then we're gonna jump down to verse 25 and 26. And this is one I wanna point out to you. Did you know there were two Enochs? There was an evil Enoch and that came from Cain's line and he was born first. Then there was a righteous Enoch that came from Seth's line. But corruption already had a head start in the evil Enoch that came from Cain's line. And again, Cain was the one that was caused so much trouble. Let's read about him in Genesis 4, 17. It says, and Cain knew his wife. They had sexual relations and she conceived and bore Enoch. And he built a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son, Enoch. There was crime and lawlessness at this time, and the thoughts of men were continually evil. This is brought out in chapter 6 and verse 5. And this Enoch went right along with the lawlessness of that time. There was great industry. There was livestock. There was music. There was brass instruments and uh, to play music with, ironworks. Men were trying to recreate Eden, and cities were flourishing everywhere. There was a great population explosion, but religion replaced true faith and worship of God. When I mean religion, I'm talking about occultism, spiritism, demon worship, fallen angels at that time were in the earth and producing giants in the earth in chapter six, verses one through four, in terrible condition that the earth was coming in. But now a righteous Enoch is gonna come from Seth's line, but corruption, like I said, already had a head start through Cain and the first Enoch that was mentioned. So these two Enochs, both from the same original grandparents back there of Adam and Eve, now are in this earth. And in Genesis chapter four, jump down with me now to verse 25 and 26. And Adam knew his wife again and bore a son and called his name Seth. For God, she said, has appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. And to Seth, to him, there was also born a son and his name was Enos. Then men begin to call on the name of the Lord. We now come to chapter five and the righteous Enoch from the line of Seth is gonna be mentioned here. And in chapter five, verse 18, we're gonna go down through verse 24. Jared lived 162 years and begat Enoch. And Jared lived after he begat Enoch 800 years and begat sons and daughters. All the days of Jared were 962 and he died. And Enoch lived 65 years and begat Methuselah. Very key in this phrase. We're going to talk on this. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah for 300 years and then begat sons and daughters. All the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God and was not. This means he just suddenly disappeared because God took him. Interesting verses of scripture right here because this verse of scripture right here, although it's just mentioned, is gonna be brought out a number of times in the word of God because there's more to it than just what appears here in your Bible, just what appears here in the book of Genesis because more Genesis just does more of an introduction and just a short story about him, but the spiritual aspects of what Enoch did when he walked with God all those years and his son that he begat, he lived 65 years and begat Methuselah. And then we go down further and we're gonna find out that this all came around with finally the flood that would come in the time of Noah. So Enoch, had a son named Methuselah. This is found in verse 21. 
Methuselah had a son named Lamech, and this will be found in verse 26. Lamech had a son named Noah. That's found in verse 29, and Methuselah was Noah's grandfather. So we come back to it again with all the Enoch that's mentioned here. One produced an unrighteous line, but one produced a righteous line, and the righteous line will survive through the flood and come out on the other side. Again, the entire population of the earth was killed except for eight people in that flood. They came out, and then just like Adam was righteous and and then fell and became unrighteous, the opposite happened here with with, uh, Noah. Noah was righteous, and he and his family produced children in this earth, but unrighteousness will come a little later. Pointing out the fact you're not righteous because you come from righteous parents. You're not saved because you came from saved parents. You're not a child of God because your parents were a child of God. It takes a personal decision with you. And of course, the sons and daughters of Noah were the same way and granddaughters and grandsons from that point on because some accepted the Lord, some did not. And unrighteousness will again will mount up later on and that's when the Tower of Babel is gonna come in. So we do have these stories here in these verses of scripture. So what stands out in these verses of scripture is this, Enoch and Noah stand out in these chapters. Eight times in the genealogy says, and he died except for Enoch. Enoch typifies the saints taken out by rapture before the tribulation. Noah is going to typify those who will be born again after we are gone. They are saved, survive the tribulation, then repopulate the earth. Again, Enoch was taken right out of the earth. He just suddenly was taken out and just disappeared in a type of the rapture. But then Noah and his descendants afterwards, they went through a time period where the flood came and that's a type of the tribulation. And the tribulation, again, is going to see many people die at that time, taken off of the earth, unbelievers removed. And there will be a population that will occur after that. But the only ones that came through this particular flood was eight, and that was Noah and his family, his children and their wives. So again, we have it there that this happened afterwards and they were going to repopulate the earth. With Enoch, the believer was taken out before destruction came. With the church, the believers will be taken out before destruction comes in the tribulation. With Noah, the unbelievers were taken out and the believers survived and went into a new time of repopulation. This means when the flood was over and those eight came out, they were to repopulate the earth. The same is gonna happen with the tribulation is that when the tribulation begins, the ones that survive through the tribulation and come out on the other side, the earth will be rid of all unbelievers when Jesus Christ comes back. When Jesus Christ comes back, Antichrist will be removed and the false prophet and the beast and then Satan himself, all unbelievers will be removed, all religion will be removed. And so uh, again, the curse will be taken off the earth. It was introduced at the time of Adam. When Adam sinned and Eve sinned, this curse went into the dust of the earth, but that will be removed at the time when Jesus Christ comes back. And we're told on that day, the oceans will clap their hands, the trees will clap their hands, and nature will break forth into the same glorious liberty as the children of God. But all unbelievers and all religion will be removed off the earth. But those who came through, the tribulation will have children. And just like after the days of Noah, 
unbelievers begin to proliferate again, that will happen during the time of the millennium. For a thousand years, at the end of the thousand years, those unbelievers will literally try to overthrow Jesus Christ himself. And the last battle that will ever be fought will be on that day. And God will stop it immediately. And then the earth will be completely renovated and the earth will become the unceasing earth from that time on where there'll be no more sin and all that will be on the earth will have resurrection bodies. Well, we're talking about here the closing out chapters of the book of Revelation, and that's what we're talking about, but all this is a type of that. And we'll talk about when we come back after the break what Noah is a type of, and uh, again, what happened uh, when he got out of the ark, we'll talk about that. And so when we get back from the break, we will talk about that. And again, how you can have this particular copy of this particular series on the heroes of faith, Hebrews chapter 11, because the good news is, is Enoch was one of those, one that walked with God and then God took him. And all these things begin to happen. But again, he becomes such a central type of what happened thousands of years later. It's gonna happen when Jesus Christ comes back for his church. We'll see you right after the break. Faith without corresponding action is useless and dead. When a believer walks in faith with actions corresponding to their faith, they affect the world for God. What each of us does with our faith will affect future generations. Hebrews 11 describes the faith of some of God's heroes of faith and how they impacted future generations, even up to our own. In these 15 messages from Hebrews, Pastor Bob Yandian will encourage and inspire you to become one of God's heroes of faith. This USB flash drive can be used with computers, MP3 players, smartphones, and tablets, as well as car stereos equipped with USB connections. To order The Heroes of Faith, go to bobyandian.com. Theology Simplified is a practical guide to foundational biblical truth. Basic doctrines are not difficult, but easy to understand. They often become disguised as complicated or deep-sounding words, but the definitions are simple. Using straightforward vocabulary and down-to-earth examples, Pastor Bob makes complex theological concepts clear and practical. Eight crucial doctrines of the Christian faith are demystified. Redemption Justification Sanctification Reconciliation Predestination Election Propitiation and Glorification These eight precepts, essential for all believers to understand, come to light as you read and arrive at a deeper understanding of the finished work of Jesus Christ. This understanding will allow you to walk in more maturity and stability in your Christian life. To order Theology Simplified, visit our website at bobyandian.com. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity and faithfulness, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit our website at bobyandian.com and click on Partnership. 
Matthew chapter 24, I want you to turn there with me. Verse 37 through verse 41 is what we're gonna talk about. And here we have a comparison of the days of Noah. And again, before the flood actually came and all this, we find that Enoch was transferred to heaven. He was on the earth and just one day disappeared right off the earth. He's a type of the church. The church is here today, but before the tribulation actually begins, the church will be removed as Enoch was. And then as the flood came in Noah's day, also the tribulation's going to come. And so uh, a type of us, Matthew 24 says this in verse 37 through 41, as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. The coming of the Son of Man here is not the rapture of the church. It's talking about the second coming of the Lord at the end of the tribulation. He's going to come back to rule and reign on the earth. At the rapture, he only appears in the sky for us, and we rise to meet him in the air. Uh, Timothy talks about the appearing and the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The appearing is the rapture of the church, but then the coming of the Lord to rule and to reign will be when he comes to the earth to rule for a thousand years on the earth. So again, between that time, there's really two comings of Jesus yet to come, one for the church and one for the entire earth. They're seven years apart. So we're waiting for the rapture of the church and we like Enoch will be just suddenly here and then suddenly just disappear. We'll go into heaven. I'm sure it's gonna be worldwide chaos when that happens is where did all these people go? But again, it says here in verse 37, as the days of Noah were, so will also the coming of the son of man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating, and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not do until the flood came and took them all away. So also will be the coming of the son of man. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken, the other one left. This is not the rapture of the church. This is seven years after the rapture of the church when Jesus comes back to rule and reign. And at the rapture of the church, the earth is filled with believers and unbelievers and all believers are taken off and unbelievers are left. So that the tribulation, right after we're taken out of this earth, there's only unbelievers for just a few seconds. The first thing that happens is the first salvations will be 144,000 Jews will give their lives to Jesus Christ. Then their converts will go out and begin to witness. Then angels will be coming to help witness. And then the two witnesses will be coming at that time. I mean, there is immense amount of witnessing going on. And then the converts of those who have been born again will be spreading the gospel around the world. There will be the greatest time of evangelism the world has ever seen. And it's gonna start with zero believers right after the church is taken out, zero believers. And a few seconds later, 144,000, then they'll start to spread around the world. The greatest time of evangelism starts with zero and in seven years encompasses the earth. Millions upon millions of people we saved during that terrible time called the tribulation. And this verse is telling us at this, but when it says here that the time here when two will be, two will be in the field and two will be standing at the mill grinding and one will be taken, the other one left, the one that is taken is not the believer, the one that is taken is the unbeliever. It's the opposite of the rapture. Seven years after the rapture, when Jesus comes back to rule and reign over the earth, he's gonna remove all unbelievers off the earth and it will be just like the days of Noah because when the flood came, the unbelievers were removed and when the flood was over, eight believers were be left like a small start and they begin to cover the world. Again, those were left were righteous. The same thing's gonna happen when Jesus Christ comes back at his second coming 
coming to rule and to reign. He's going to judge the nations. He will set everyone before him, sheep on one hand, goats on the other, and the sheep remain and the goats are cast out. And the goats are even saying, but we're saved. He'll say, no, you're not. And he'll tell him, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, because I don't know you. I've never known you. You're telling me you were saved, but I've never seen you accept me. I know you're an unbeliever and they'll be removed like goats. The ones that will be left is the sheep. What I'm saying is in this case, what's going to happen when Jesus Christ comes back after the tribulation is over, he will come and remove all unbelievers as it happened in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Noah. So shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man too will be in the field. And instead of the rapture where the believer was taken out, the unbeliever is going to be taken out and the believers will be left on the earth to start repopulating the earth just as uh, the family of Noah was believers started. And later on after that, unbelievers proliferated the same is going to happen even during the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. They will be dealt with at the end of the thousand years in a second huge battle like Armageddon. And at that time, the unbelievers will all be taken off immediately and the earth will be left with believers only and then they'll all be given resurrection bodies. This is all again what I'm telling you in the closing of the book of Revelation. Let's talk about Enoch's life. Enoch, at his birth, Adam was 622 years old. They lived together for 300 more years. Adam lived long enough to see the results of his sin on earth. Enoch was born at the point of no return. The Holy Spirit will not always strive with people, but Enoch was taken to heaven 70 years before Noah's birth. He did not live for the Lord until 65 years old at the birth of Methuselah. His father was a godly man. His grandfather was also a godly man, but Enoch had to receive the Lord for himself. And this happened when he was 65 years old and e and Methuselah was born. Why at that time did it happen? Well, Enoch was converted at 65, then openly lived for the Lord after that. He walked with God. In fact, Amos 3.3 defines uh, the lifestyle he had. How can two walk together unless they be agreed? The moment that he started walking with God is when his life changed. Those two had been there, but now they walked together and they were agreed. How can two walk together unless they be agreed? Enoch and God agreed. Then they began to walk side by side. And that's when the transition happened in Enoch's life. But it happened at the birth of Methuselah. Why? Why was the birth of Methuselah so important? Methuselah was the reason for Enoch's conversion. Methuselah means when he dies, it shall fall. I'm going to say that again. The name Methuselah means when he dies, it shall fall. He died the year of the flood signaling the coming destruction. He was 970 years old. He lived so long, but the year he died was when the flood came. And for all those years, he walked in this earth. And while he was walking in this earth, here's what happened. People constantly were around him saying, does your name really mean when he dies, it shall fall? Yes. Well, who gave you that name? My father gave me that name. Enoch gave me that name. And he lived on, he lived on. And by that time, it became a joke. Here's the guy's name means when he dies, it will fall. Well, then he died. And guess what? It didn't fall right then. I'm sure the people laughed and went on. But when he died, it was the year of the flood signaling the coming destruction. And Enoch had two visions, two parallel events. Enoch saw the coming flood, but he also saw the future tribulation and the second coming of the Lord. And that's going to be found in the word of God. We will read about it. The only way to rid the earth of corruption was to rid the earth of the corrupt. 
And that's exactly what happened. And that's what's going to happen during the tribulation. At the end of the tribulation, the only way to rid the earth of corruption will be to end, will be to rid the earth of the corrupt. And when Jesus Christ comes back at the end of the tribulation, at the battle of Armageddon, when it's all over, they'll stand before him. And just like the two in the field, one will be removed, the other one left, just like two women at the grill, at the mill grinding in the morning, one will be taken, the other one left. Enoch gave a witness to the world and it's found in Jude, verse 14 and 15. And here it says, Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these. These are false prophets. He prophesied about these false prophets saying, behold, the Lord comes with 10,000s of his saints. This is the coming of Jesus Christ at the end of the tribulation to establish his millennial reign for a thousand years. What's it for? Verse 15, to execute judgment on all and to convince all who are ungodly among them of their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed and all their hard speeches with ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Why is he coming back? Jesus Christ is coming back and Enoch prophesied and said, I see a time coming when the Lord will come with 10,000s of his saints and execute judgment on all the earth. So Enoch left a testimony when he was here and Enoch's testimony was his son and his son that was born to him again, Methuselah, died and the year he died, the flood came. And this is what he's saying, that Enoch gave a witness to the entire world. So Enoch also said, I saw the Lord coming with 10,000 of his saints. Enoch's son, Methuselah, saw all this come to pass, but had a double vision. Enoch had the vision, but he saw it happening. And this is what Enoch saw. He saw the flood coming, but he also saw this coming of Jesus Christ. And these two events are parallel one with the other. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse five. This is why I wanted you to get the series on Enoch himself is included with the heroes of faith. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse five says, by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and then he wasn't found because God had translated him. Before his translation, he had this testimony. He pleased God. I want you to notice something here. It says here that Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found. People will look for him. Enoch is a type of the church being taken out. And you know what's gonna happen? People are gonna look for us and what we're going to have is the testimony left behind that Enoch had is that we please God. And one day God just came and took us out of here. Before God comes with his saints, he's going to come for his saints. And he's going to come for his saints any day. I believe that with world conditions going on like they are today, the coming of Jesus Christ for his church, the coming of Jesus Christ for his saints as he came for Enoch and simply caused him to disappear and could not be found that that's what's gonna to happen to us. I believe people will go looking for us. If it's said that Enoch could not be found, people went out and looked for him. Enoch was taken before destruction came. The church will be taken before destruction comes. They looked for Enoch and did not find him. You know, this has happened before. In 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, Elijah was taken out of this earth. He went up, you know, and went up into heaven and uh, the sons of the prophets saw it happen and Elisha saw it happen that a chariot came down and picked him up and took him up into heaven and just went up into heaven and disappeared. And you know what happened there? It's so funny. No wonder God picked Elisha 
you know, to take over Elijah's place because the sons of the prophets were so immature. You know what it says they did? It said the sons of the prophets looked for Elijah for three days. In fact, they begged Elisha, we need to go look for him. He says, why do you need to go look for him? Well, maybe the Holy Spirit picked him up and then accidentally dropped him somewhere. We need to go find him. And Elisha kept saying, no, no. And finally, they begged him so much. He said, go ahead. Go look for him. And they looked for him for three days and couldn't find him. Well, again, anyone could figure that out. They thought God might have dropped him. But let me tell you this, as it happened there, just as it happened in the day of Enoch and just as it happened in the day of Elijah, I believe it's going to happen again. The church will be taken out and people will go to look for us, but they cannot find us. We will no longer be here. We will be in heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God for that day. See you next time. You can order resources become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts by visiting our website at bobyandian.com. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. If you would like to contact Bob Yandian Ministries, visit bobyandian.com and click on Contact. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.